please start with the garlic. If it doesn't get clear, yes, go to a doctor and they could check it out and see what's going on. And maybe you're going to have to get on an antibiotic. But I have five kids and I have never given my kid an antibiotic for an infection. And really, I've never had the need to absolutely give my kid an antibiotic. Fortunately. So it's not something you always have to do. Sometimes us as parents, we get scared and we run really quick to get it taken care of because our baby's really in a lot of pain. But if you start doing this garlic mullein drops, you're, it's going to be awesome. You're listening to the Integrative Medical Podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are, and enjoy this healing episode. Welcome back to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. I'm his co-host, Teresa. I'm a mom, I'm a health nut, and a wife to a cancer fighter who Dr. Jake is actually treating right now. And on today's episode, we're talking about natural antibiotics for sinus and ear infections especially those chronic ones, which I'm really excited about because I know that I have oftentimes struggled with this when I was growing up. And so it's really exciting to be able to hear what Dr. Jake has to say about how he treats this without actual antibiotics. I love it. I'm excited to just talk about this today because I am going to be able to talk about the five main treatments that I do to help people not use antibiotics and use actually natural treatments that aren't going to kill off your bugs. And stick around till the end because we're actually going to be talking about some of the big culprits of what's causing maybe the chronic ear infections and the chronic sinus infections. Those infections that that keep on coming back and back and back. That was huge for me. I know when I learned about what was causing my underlying chronic ear and sinus infections and able to actually like eliminate some of those things that I was doing that was causing it, it was a game changer. I I know now I don't suffer from those anymore. So just super powerful. And I hope that this helps so many people. Let's jump into it. Um, You've given us five natural antibiotics that you use to treat your patients. The first one that you gave us are, are silvers. Tell us about silvers. So number one, silver is a fantastic antimicrobial. When I say antimicrobial, it's good on killing off all bugs. So it's going to be able to kill off the bacteria, the viruses, the funguses, whatever is hanging out in the ears and the sinus pathways. And many of the treatments that I like to prescribe are like that because we don't always specifically know, is it a virus? Is it a bacteria? Is it a fungus? And many times you might diagnose a bacterial infection hanging out in there, but there's probably a fungus infection hanging out in there too. So it's great to use a broad spectrum antimicrobial antibiotic when we are treating these infections. My favorite thing to do with silver is I like a nanoparticle silver. There's so many different types of silver out there on the market. I am very picky. So you can make your own silver out there. I know a lot of people are doing that. The only problem with this is it's not as absorbed and it doesn't eliminate from the body as well. So it makes these little uh, sheds of silver in there. And if you look under a microscope, when you look under there, you're going to see these little specks of silver all over the place. When you use a nanoparticle silver, you're going to see these little dots all over. So it's in the silver hydrosol and it's actually going to be able to be absorbed very readily and also eliminated from your body. So some people, when they think about silver, they're like, oh crap, I'm going to get a graia, which is that you're going to get gray because they read all these horror stories. If I take silver all the time, I am going to get gray. So when you take a nanoparticle silver, that's just not going to happen. If you take a 
a non nanoparticle or if you start making your own silver and you're taking it every day and you're doing high doses, yeah, that is, it has a potential. So there isn't that concern if you are using silver in that regard. So always use a nanoparticle silver. So how do I use it? So let's say if I'm using it for a sinus infection, I like to take it orally. That means you take it by mouth. You take about one teaspoon and you do it about three or five times daily, depending on what we're treating. If we're treating a chronic issue or acute issue, if you're treating acute issue, sometimes I go up to five to seven times a day. If I'm treating a chronic sinus infection, usually I'm only doing it three times a day. But at the beginning, I'm using about five to seven, like for a week or two. And then I'm doing about three times a day because we're going to be doing this for about a couple months when it's treating a, a chronic sinus infection. So I also like to do it intranasally. It's a really fantastic way there. So you get a, a spray uh, to spray up into your sinuses, five to 10 sprays per nostril. You do that three times a day. That is with chronic and with uh, acute situations. So that's how I use uh, silver to treat my patients. Now let's say with if you have an ear infection, you can do the oral way. That's great. I like you to gargle it because you gargle it. You have these little tubes in the back of your throat that actually your ear canals attach there. So hmm. you can get some of the substance hanging out in there. And also a lot of the bugs from the ear infection are hanging out in your throat. So you want you gargle it and then you swallow it. I also like you can put it straight in the ear canal. And that is a great way to take care of the ear infection also. As far as uh, when you administer it orally, how I mean, it seems like if you if you administer it orally, it would go through the digestive tract before entering mm-hmm. your body. Yep. How how does it help by going through the digestive tract? How does that affect everything else? You know, as far as sinuses and ears. Work. So when you take it orally, it's going to go in your entire body. It's going to get systemic throughout your body, and it is going to go into your sinuses through there. Uh, you always do want to take silver away from food because it won't absorb as well. So you want to take it at least 30 minutes before a meal, something like that uh, to be able to get it effectively in there. But when we're treating sinus infections, I like to not just do local, but also systemic treatment because you're not going to clear it all with just doing local treatment. Is there any benefit to holding it under your tongue for 30 seconds? Definitely, for sure. That's a fantastic way to try to bypass the gut and help with the absorbability. So if you're trying to do like a systemic treatment with silver, that is, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It's great to hold it underneath your tongue for 30 seconds and then swallow it. Now for our audience who's listening, I know from what I've learned is that underneath the tongue, there's a lot of veins that are right there on the surface. And so if you're using a substance that's able to permeate the, the veins that are there, it can enter right into the bloodstream. Am I right, Dr. Jake? Yep. You have these big, awesome veins hanging out right in there and you're able to get that substance right into them. And then that goes systemically throughout your body and bypasses the gut. So it's going to be going in your body much more quickly. Awesome. All right. So the second one that you have on our list is garlic. Tell us about garlic. So garlic, one of my favorite foods, and also it's a great antimicrobial. The unfortunate thing though with garlic is when you cook it, you take away a lot of its antimicrobial capabilities. Mm-hmm. Now you get a lot of the cardiovascular benefits still, great. But when you cook it, you're going to lose a lot of the allicin, which is the antimicrobial substance that's going that we want to kill off the bacterial infection or maybe the virus or fungus. Again, garlic is a great antimicrobial too. It's an awesome antibiotic, but also it's good for killing off other bugs. So How do I use it? For a sinus infection, I do not want you snorting garlic. That's going to burn like crazy and you're going to hate me. So don't do that, please. Uh, Don't put it in like a a nebulizer either. You're going to hate life. If you do that, you're going to be burning and coughing like crazy. Also, you don't want to put it like in a neti pot because that's going to burn and go like crazy. 
I say this because I've had patients do this type of stuff. I didn't tell them to. My patients have done that, and this it could be very painful, and you won't like life. So stay away from that. Google doctors, right? Those Google <laughs> blogs that are telling you to do these yeah, crazy exactly. things. <laughs> yeah. So what we want to do is you want to take it orally. So again, we're talking about how you get it systemic. That is a fantastic way to take care of the ear infection, also to take care of the sinus infection. Now, if we're treating a ear infection. My favorite way is you could do it orally. Great. Awesome. I like that. But I like to do it in an oil base. So it's a garlic oil. And then I like to also get a garlic oil with mullein in there. Mullein has this anti-inflammatory aspect and anti-pain aspect. So you're in a lot of pain usually when you have an ear infection. So adding that can really help. And you drop that right into the ear canal. You maybe do half of a dropper full of that right into the ear canal. You warm it up beforehand. Like say you put it in slightly warm water. You put the bottle in there for about five minutes. That warms it up. And then you put it right into the ear canal. You want to tilt your head to the side, kind of lay on a pillow. Your opposite ear is on the pillow. The, uh, the ear with the oil in it is outside, not on the pillow. And you sit there for about 15 minutes. And then you put a rag and uh and let some of the oil drain out and you do the other side. And you do this about three times per day. And this is really great for those acute infections that come up, or even if you have chronic infections that keep on coming up and up and up. Again, we're going to talk about some reasons for that, but this is a really fantastic way to take care of these ear infections. Don't take them to the, the doctor to just get an antibiotic for an ear infection. It is highly effective to use garlic, mullein drops to take care of an ear infection. And then you're going to be given a pro antibiotic, which isn't absolutely needed to destroy the kid's gut. And then that can lead to all kinds of problems in the future. So please start with the garlic. If it doesn't get clear, yes, go to a doctor and they could check it out and see what's going on. And maybe you're going to have to get on an antibiotic. But I have five kids and I have never given my kid an antibiotic for an ear infection. And really, I've never had the need to absolutely give my kid an antibiotic fortunately. So it's not something you always have to do. Sometimes us as parents, we get scared and we run really quick to get it taken care of because our baby's really in a lot of pain. But if you start doing this garlic mullein drops, you're, it's going to be awesome. That's so powerful right there. I know my son had a lot of chronic ear infections um, when he was a baby and a lot of the underlying causes I know you're going to be talking about later on, but I mean, we, I was a new mom and I was just rushing off all the time. And he was, I can't even tell you how many rounds of antibiotics that he was on, but because it was a chronic condition, I mean, we would just come right back another round of antibiotics, another round of antibiotics. So it wasn't, it might've addressed it at first, but it wasn't stopping it from coming back. And so to be able to know that there's other things out there that can help and that don't wreck his gut, you know, a very powerful. So I'm hoping that this is really beneficial to so many uh, parents um, who are listening as well. Okay. The third one you have on our list is hydrogen peroxide. Talk to us number, about that, Dr. Jake. Number three is hydrogen peroxide. So when some of you might be thinking here, hydrogen peroxide, I've used that before. That burns like crazy. Why are you using hydrogen peroxide? That's very toxic. It's going to harm people. So what we do is we use hydrogen peroxide highly dilute. For example, we do a 3% hydrogen peroxide solution and we do dilute that in 30 milliliters of a normal saline, like a salt water solution. And then that's highly dilute. And some people, when they put it in the sinus passageways, they need to even go even more dilute, double that to 60 milliliters to work up and go slowly. But you don't really want to do it more potent than 30. Sometimes people are going to be able to do 15. But if you put it in and you do the full dose hydrogen peroxide, 
you're going to hate me and you're going to start sending me hate mail because it's going to hurt like crazy and it's just going to irritate the sinuses and make it worse. So you want to make sure you dilute it. But this can be a really great thing that you add to your neti pot routine, add a diluted hydrogen peroxide in there. You can maybe put like, uh, let's say about three tablespoons in there. And that can be a fantastic way to go into the sinus passageway. And again, this is a broad spectrum, great for bacterial infections, viruses, fungus, whatever. Because many times when I see people, especially with chronic infections, they never just have a bacteria. They many times have a fungus and virus and other things hanging out in there. So it's great to get that broad spectrum antimicrobial like hydrogen peroxide. So that's with sinus infection. I don't do this a lot, but I know some people do that. You can put it right in the ears, but usually I don't. You could just take it orally too in this way. Take just like a tablespoon of it. Don't do a lot of this. And you work up really slow. You just do a little. Don't take start with the tablespoon. You start with one drop, then two drops, then three drops, and you work up maybe to about 20 drops or so, which sometimes doesn't equal one tablespoon. So it just depends on the person. If you get nauseous at all, back off the dose a lot. And this can be a really strong uh, substance. You could also, when it's dealing with sinus infections, and I like doing this too, because a lot of people with sinus infections are also dealing with lung stuff, is you can nebulize hydrogen peroxide and dilute it in the same way. You want to do 3% and 30 milliliters of normal saline. You nebulize about three to five milliliters of that. And you do that once a day. And that can be really fantastic for the sinus infection. Also, many times that can be more gentle and not as hard on the sinuses. So that's really my favorite way to do hydrogen peroxide is more get a nebulizer and uh, nebulize it and do it in that way. Now, when you mentioned about swallowing it, do you need to have a food grade hydrogen peroxide to be able to do that? Yeah, you want to make sure it is a food grade, a USP food grade. Yep. Do you need the food grade for the um, neti pot as well? Or is that one, can you use just traditional 3%? I usually like people just to just get the food grade, get the high quality one, make sure you're getting good stuff. It's it's cheap anyways. So make sure you just get the good one. Makes sense. Okay. Fourth on our list is eucalyptus. Tell us about that. Yeah. So eucalyptus is awesome. I like to also like to combine that with thyme a lot. It's a combination I like to do for sinus infections. And how I use that is you don't use put, you could take it orally and you could do it as an herb or a tea. Really my favorite way to deal with these chronic sinus infections is to do a steam inhalation. So what you do is you boil like a cup of water, you put two to three drops of eucalyptus and you can put two to three drops of thyme into that boiling water and you put a towel over your head and about 12 inches above the boiling pot, you put your head or whatever's comfortable for you. And then you breathe in, make sure you breathe in through your nose, you breathe in through your mouth and you breathe it for about five minutes. And you do that two or three times a day when you have acute infection and you do it once daily. If you have a chronic infection, and this can get that eucalyptus killing substances right into the mucous membranes of your sinus passageways, and this can help eliminate the bug. When you're inhaling like this, you're also getting these uh, particles right in the back of your throat, which will help with that. Again, uh, ear infections many times can have infection hanging out in the throat. So that helps do it really well that way. And to treat the ear infection, you're you're going to be doing the same inhalation. And that's going to help through the throat. It's not going to be specific for the ear infection. It's going to be most effective for the sinus infection. You could use a lot of the other things that we talked about uh, for the ear infection. I can't wait to try it. Okay, the last one that is on your list is one that I am very curious about. I've never used it before. Ozone. So, yes, ozone. I love ozone, and it's probably my favorite treatment to treat uh, 
sinus infections and also ear infections because ozone kills all bugs. I love that because of it. And also what's awesome about it is it is a gas. So it is able to infiltrate into those passageways really readily and effectively. And it's going to go right in there. A liquid is more heavy and it's not going to get in there as readily. But when we use a gas, it's able to get right in there, kill off those bugs, and then you're just able to eliminate it really quick. So let me talk about this. Ozone is not something we want to get into your lungs. We've talked about all these things that we want to get into your lungs. Ozone is very toxic to our lungs, so we want to make sure you don't do that. So every time we use ozone and we're doing it like in the sinuses, for example, we're always having someone hold their breath. And when we're done infusing the ozone, we have them blow it out. So it's about 10 second treatment of someone holding their breath. And we do each side of the nostril using ozone. And it's so great. Like if you have a sinus infection or acute sinus infection that's giving you problems for a long time, or let's say you just want to clear it really quick. I mean, you could come in, you have a sinus, like a acute sinus infection. You do it like one or twice and it's all gone really quick. It's a, so it's a really awesome treatment. We also do it through the ears for like if you have an ear infection. So I have this like stethoscope looking little machine. We attach that to the ozone generator and we attach that to the ears and we humidify it through uh, water because ozone is very drying. So it can be a little painful. So maybe some of you out there have done this before and you're like, oh, it's really painful. If you do it right and you humidify it, it's not painful at all. It doesn't cause any pain and people love it. So you put this in the ears and you ozonate it and you do three minutes of that. And this is going to get right in the ears, go right through the tympanic membrane and take care of that infection hanging out in your ear canal. And this is really awesome way to take care of it. Really gentle way, no side effects to it whatsoever, and will eliminate the bug. So again, ozone is going to kill off the bacteria, the virus, the fungus, whatever's hanging out in there. So it's a really awesome antimicrobial to take care of these uh, infections. And then it's awesome. I use it most of the time for chronic sinus infections because it is so good at doing this. We do this for a while when we're doing this. We do about 10 or 15 treatments when we're treating chronic sinusitis. It's not usually my only treatment. We're going to talk about some of these other things that we do when someone has chronic issues. But uh, this is a really fantastic way to eliminate these uh, chronic sinus infections. Now, this is something, obviously, the other ones that we've listed here are, you know, oftentimes supplements that they can get um, at their local, you know, supplement store, their favorite place to get supplements. It seems like ozone is something that you do in an office with a doctor like yourself. Mm -hmm. Is it something that they just do one time for an infection or do they have to come in a few times for it to completely eliminate the infection? Let's say you have acute like cold or some other acute infection, maybe just got acute bacterial infection. One or two treatments is going to clear it and it's going to be all gone. But if it's a chronic issue, you're going to need, like I said, 10 or 15 treatments, maybe more to totally clear it. And then obviously that's the next thing that we're going to be talking about is I imagine that for those chronic infections, you use this in combination with figuring out what the underlying causes are of chronic infections because we shouldn't be having chronic ear infections and sinus infections. It doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. for anyone to have that. There must be a a cause for that. Uh, How do you figure out what is going on? If somebody is listening here that has chronic ear infections, chronic sinus infections, maybe their kids do, what should they be possibly looking at? So the biggest thing that we need to look at when we're dealing with these chronic sinus infections or ear infections, and we need to look at, do they have specific food sensitivities? I see it all the time. Very common for people to have a sensitivity to milk or gluten or corn or soy or chocolate or eggs. These are very common. If you keep on getting sinus infections, it's very often, yeah, you probably have a bacteria hanging out in there. I understand that. 
But the reason why it keeps on getting inflamed and irritated and unhappy is because you likely have an infection and likely your gut's inflamed and having an issue too, and you're not able to clear it very well. So when you mess with your gut, you're going to mess with your whole immune system and your immune system's not going to be able to eliminate the infection. Also, you're going to mess with your IgA. That's your immunoglobulins, your immune system, main part of the immune system that is hanging out in your sinuses, your throat, your esophagus, and your entire GI tract. So if you have these allergies and it's causing damage to your gut, it's going to mess with their IgA production and it's going to make bugs produce more readily inside our sinus passageways and it's going to be a huge issue. So number one is we definitely need to find the food sensitivities. We also need to focus on healing up the gut and find out whatever is causing the gut issues. If it is a food sensitivity or if it is a chronic infection hanging out in there, or there's uh, a chronic inflammation happening from some other source, like a, a medication or whatever that you're taking, we need to take care of that and start healing up the leaky gut and increase intestinal permeability. Because if we don't do that, the inf chronic infection is never going to go away. So we need to focus on that. Uh, you might have other chronic infections hanging out, not in your sinus patients, passageways, but throughout your entire body. We need to definitely look at these because this could be a big culprit of what's going on too. We need to make sure that your hormones are working really well because your immune system is not going to work well if, if that's having an issue and many other uh, potential causes there. But number one is we need to look at those food sensitivities if, if I just had a state one issue there. And I know that that was a big issue. That was the big culprit for me. So I, I grew up with constant, you know, sinus and ear infections. My kid, my my first son was dealing with it as well. And it wasn't, in, and, and as an adult, so my when I was a child, it was a lot of ear infections and sinus infections. As an adult, I was getting a lot of sinus infections and upper respiratory infections. And then, you know, now my son was getting these. And I finally, and I remember getting, I'd also every two years or so, I would have to get my ears actually irrigated because I had such much, I had so much wax buildup in there that it, it would impact my ears. And I would actually really, I would start to have a hard time hearing. And this was just the story of my adult life. I, I didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't until I saw a DO, which was my first doctor that I ever experienced that was outside of a traditional MD type of doctor. He was the first doctor that told me, you know, you might want to look into food allergies because you shouldn't be getting these types of chronic uh, sinus, ear, and upper respiratory infections and, and even these impacted ears. And that is what started my journey into learning about some of my issues, including uh, food allergies. And once I eliminated what I was sensitive to and with my son, I, I don't have those issues anymore. And my son was able to stop having those issues as well. So I'm a huge believer in what you're saying, Dr. Jake. Thank you so much for your expertise and sharing this today. For our listeners who might have a similar experience as me <laughs> and are listening to you going, oh my gosh, I wonder if I'm having food sensitivities. I have these chronic conditions. Maybe they want to check out your ozone or figure out with you what is the root cause of their sinus and ear infections. How can they follow you? Yeah. So visit our website, integrativemedica.com. Give us a phone call, talk to my receptionist and set up a, a in-person visit or a virtual visit and we can uh, get started. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can actually click on the show notes for details on the supplements that uh, Dr. Jake referenced today, as well as a link to be able to contact him if you want to reach out. And we will see you again next week. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. 
If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. J. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.